You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed the episodes with Carolyn Fairley talking about grief ministry. They were great for me. I appreciate Carolyn making the time. Well, church family, today I want to resume our devotional readings from the book of Acts. We're reading through the book together, and I'm going to be in Acts chapter 16. So if you were in church on Sunday, we discussed the Jerusalem Council in Acts chapter 15. We thought about what it would have been like to be in the room where the church made one of the most important decisions for the future of the gospel. And we want to be a church that makes those same gospel-based decisions. One of the things that we found was that there was a little bit of sacred common sense applied, a compromise that allowed the Jews to continue to be faithful and feel undefiled when they ate with the Gentiles and allowed the Gentiles to be free of the Jewish law, but still make sacrifices for the good of the gospel and for the sake of a healthy communion table. I appreciate the common sense, and I want to show you the next step in common sense. So when the Jerusalem Council is over, it's time for a second missionary journey to share the letter, to explain to the Gentile churches uh, what the future of the church will look like, to encourage the Gentile churches. But Paul and Barnabas part ways. Uh, it's kind of a famous division in the missionary force. You know, Over the person John Mark, they disagreed. Uh, Barnabas wanted John Mark to have a second chance. He flaked out on the first journey. Paul was not going to have it. So they, they parted ways. Paul picked up new partners, and he goes to get Timothy. And this is another example of Christian common sense. I love it. Let me read it to you. Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Seems like a kind of an average passage, no major revival, but I think there's something that's interesting here. So Paul just walked out of a business meeting where James said that new believers who were Gentiles did not have to be circumcised. They did not have to follow that part of the Jewish law to be Christian, to follow Jesus, to be in the church family. And yet, the first missionary partner that Paul picks up, that is Timothy, uh, Paul has him circumcised. Now, this is kind of, I know this is sort of an awkward devotion for your morning, but hang in there. I want i want to get to this component of Christian common sense. I want to compare Timothy for a second to Titus. Titus is another guy that Paul brings on his missionary journeys with him, uh, especially you read about him a little bit in Galatians. And Paul tells you that Titus was not circumcised. I know that's a little personal information for Paul and his missionary partners, but wait a minute. You got two people who grew up in Greek homes who were not circumcised. Both these guys went on mission with Paul. One of them, Paul, insisted that he be circumcised. The other guy, he didn't. Paul just walked out of the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15 before picking up Timothy, You know where the rule was you didn't have to be. So why, why did Paul insist that Timothy be circumcised before he could join him? And the answer is because it was practical. It was common sense. 
Timothy was going to be witnessing for Jesus in a region where his family background was known. Everybody knew that his dad was a Greek. And Paul was going to be sending Timothy into places where there were Jewish believers following Jesus. And his observance of the Jewish law or his lack of observance of the Jewish law would be a stumbling block to them receiving the gospel. And for Paul, Paul knew that circumcision, that obedience to the Jewish law, that Jewishness was a second-tier issue compared to following Jesus Christ. So for Paul, it was an easy decision to make. It seems like the compromise makes lots of sense. For the sake of the gospel, okay, Timothy needs to take on the burden of this extra measure of the Jewish law, and that's going to help us be effective in witnessing. In other words, Paul didn't split hairs over what was right or wrong or what was his opinion. Paul didn't let his pride stiffen up on this one and say, nope, we've already proven that Gentiles don't have to be circumcised. Instead, Paul made a compromise and did what was expedient for the gospel. This reminds me of what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 when Paul's talking about giving up freedoms for the sake of the gospel. He, he says this, Although I am free and I belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I came like, like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. In other words, Paul was willing to stay obedient to Jewish law. And he was even willing to ask Timothy to do the same thing. Why? Because it would have been effective to reach the Jews. So for him, it was a small sacrifice to make. If you keep reading in verse 21 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law so as to win those not having the law. In other words, here's a good example of Titus. Titus was a Gentile. Paul did not force Gentile Titus to be circumcised because he was going to be living and ministering among the Gentiles. No need for it. Paul was even willing to live as a Gentile when he was in Gentile places, to step aside from the Jewish law. He says, to the weak I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. I'm proud to see Paul the Apostle exercise compromise and practical common sense to prioritize the gospel of Jesus. Now, I wonder about you and me. In our stubborn pride, in our desire to be right, to do things our way, do you think you and I are ever passing on opportunities to make these kind of wise decisions for the gospel, to subject ourselves to having to go the extra mile so that somebody will listen to the gospel, or to free ourselves from some chains of legalism so that we can share the gospel? In other words, what would it look like if we recognized that the gospel was the primary issue and all these other decisions were secondary? So I love the story coming out of the Jerusalem Council when the James has just decided that new believers from Greek households do not have to get circumcised. And the first thing Paul does is circumcise a guy who's going to be in a Jewish land because he knows that it's just practical. It just makes sense. Do you have to? 
No, not according to James. But is it wise? Yes, according to Paul. Because if you want to win Jews to Jesus, then you have to be willing to put yourself under the law. So for the Jews, he lives as one who is among the Jews. And he asked Timothy to do the same. So church family, I just want to ask you, as you witness this week, I want you to be wise. Let's not get caught up tussling over silly pride battles. Instead, let's do whatever it takes for the gospel of Jesus. I love you. May God bless you. I hope you enjoy your reading of the book of Acts. Stay faithful, church family. Can't wait to see you on Sunday.